Welcome back to Jackson Transplants, the Welcome Committee for Transplants. Jacksonians are welcome, but not necessary. So in this episode, what, what do I call you? Do I call you Malcolm? Do I call you Hood Hippie? Do I call you Layback Mac? Like, what are, what are we going with? Uh, you can call me Hood Hippie. Okay. That's yeah, that's fine. So yeah, I have the Hood Hippie with me. appear in what was that episode eight i believe mm-hmm. uh I think it was like the first season episode eight seven yeah. or eight yeah you were like i feel like you were like january 2019 or something mm-hmm. so yeah it was a very long time ago um what have you been up to since then before we get into all of the mess oh uh, well you know still writing Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently a contributor for Black with No Chaser. Okay. Um, I also, you know, work as a consultant over at Herbal Blessing. Yeah. So if you need any any kind of herbal education, any kind of metaphysical education, spiritual knowledge, you know, just stop by the shop and I'm there to help. Okay. Yeah, I pop in from time to time. Last time me and the kid was there uh, yeah. together. Um. So... Listen, guys, I just had like a meeting not too long ago with my professor. So I had no idea. We didn't have um, time to pre-plan. That was my fault. Because I just happened to look up. I said, wait, it's 1230. <laughs> it's time for us to start. So um, I am going to go because my email still has not gone through for my show outline. So I'm just going to go off the dome. So I had a list of things that we can discuss. I never did get confirmation because we didn't get a chance to discuss it, but you just let me know if you don't want to talk about it. Because I do understand like you're from here and this is a very small community. Um, Y'all are probably like cousins and friends and stuff. But the first thing I want to talk about is the Bell Collective. Have you watched that any? Yeah, I watched the first episode. Okay. Why only the first episode? Because it's on YouTube? No, I had watched it on the own network website, like before it actually premiered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I watched it early. Like for the most part, I enjoyed it. Like I liked the whole build up, the whole beginning part of the episode. I was like, this is not like your typical reality show for the most part. Oh, I had like the polar opposite feels. I felt like it was. (laughs) So if it wasn't like a Jackson based show, I wouldn't watch it. But see, it was like the start of it. Like, I feel like it was good to see things from that perspective of like it was black women doing these things. This major here in Jackson, Mississippi, because people don't think about Jackson, Mississippi in that light. Now, once they got to the uh, the the brunch or whatever, that's when I was like, oh, OK, well. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a friend of Love and Marriage Huntsville and. That same producer, he comes from Real Housewives of Atlanta. So when I found out about him being over the one for the Bell Collective, I was like, oh, well, this is not going to be 
it's going to start off <laughs> like, you know, just to get you in like the positivity, entrepreneurship, and then it's going to turn. So, um, but I did see they released a grant. So I definitely support them even more. But then, mm-hmm. you know, like overall, like the narrative of like having beef and drama when you make too much money to even do it <laughs> like phantom having drama like i'm kind of over that uh narrative i think i'm starting to grow out of um, a certain type of reality show in general but um yeah i mean you know the shots of jackson whoever is responsible mm-hmm. for that is the best parts of jackson i do like that yeah so um yeah that's cool uh we're hearing about our different um people who are throwing their hats in for us mayor and city council uh do you have any thoughts on that are you just gonna i i I feel like i'm on for the ride but i'm also agitated but i'm here for the um entertainment that comes with it why are you agitated well i'm agitated because i saw a post um from a friend on facebook and i usually don't like to bring drama to people page i will create it on my own (laughs) like on my own page but she was asking about the people who were running for office and, you know, a couple of people listed somebody who, you know, who threw their hat in and then I went to his page and his page was like asking us questions, talking about things that, you know, we need to change. And it's like, we, we know that um, we're at a part where we're like overhearing that, like we want to hear solutions. What can you do differently? What can you build on? Kind of just over the narrative of, city this is what y'all like this is where your tax dollars are going uh, what should we do about it's like don't ask me like you're running you're literally running for mayor like i expect you by the time you make the announcement you should have some form of a plan you know right so I I know, go ahead no you go ahead i was saying and a lot of people were saying like that's my church member and it's like i don't care i don't care you think like church being your church member is not a criteria for uh, <laughs> like being mayor on a city council. And we've done that before. Many people who are in office do proclaim to be Christians and they have not done it justice. So it's like that doesn't mean anything to me. And I'm kind of over that part of it because we got to go off more than charisma looks and church membership, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um yeah, so it is what it is. I also was going to ask you, it might be a little messy, but, you know, the Bell Collective, they talk about doing development on Ferris Street. Do you have any thoughts on that, being that you work on Ferris Street? <laughs> I mean, I think that's a good thing. I see, like, little businesses popping up up and down the street more now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot more traffic down there now. So, I mean, it makes sense. And then it's like, really, everything is in the center, right around the same area. So you got the whole thing you can be developing. So, you know, I think that's I think it's a good thing for the city. I do want to say if you're interested in development, you should go to the planning department for development. Those are the only people who should be giving you advice. You, you, And I'm not trying to be shady, but you can't go to site plan review if you don't have any site or you don't own any property. So y'all just, if y'all seriously interested in doing development of any kind in Jackson, go to the proper people. And you especially don't want to acquire property and start making changes and you hadn't gone through that process at all so y'all just i know everybody loves a good connect but if your connect is not in the planning department do not you know 
because <laughs> I saw that on the last episode and I was like, child, you are getting the wrong advice. Like go straight to the plan department. So, but I know um, Ferris Street has been controversial over the years. I know early on I was part of two groups responsible and these were groups of people who were like the children of people who came up on Ferris Street. So they had a very different definition then wanted it to be like a bill street. And of course, we have seen it go through the courts and owing money and mismanagement mm-hmm. money, all this other stuff. So, you know, when I think about Ferris Street, I think people ought to be careful because I'm like, it's a very complicated history. <laughs> it's a process, you know, Jackson Redevelopment Authority, I think they own most of the property there. So it's like, it's not one of those things we can just easily buy it. You know what I'm saying? So that was just my only concern because it sounds really good in um, theory. <laughs> like Ferris Street is such a historical. It is. Place. It's like just working on Ferris Street. When I go to Ferris Street every day, it's the energy you feel when you're on that street. So it's like I understand people being protective of it because mm-hmm. a lot of great things happen, especially you know for Black people, you know back during the uh, Civil Rights era, before that, things of that nature. But I feel like it could be a good mix of modern and the past or whatever, because it's already like has several civil rights tour sites on it. So a lot mm-hmm. of people come over there for that. And then you can have like a nice little nightlife part and you can have all these different just businesses on the street. Yeah, I definitely think so, too. Uh, I don't know what that looks like or how that, like I said, because a lot of that yeah. property is owned by GRA. But I know you guys are... Um, doing really well and probably if it wasn't for y'all i probably would never really be on ferris street at all to be honest so um yeah so that's cool so uh do you wanna i said i was gonna break in the middle to just give our social media instead of having people wait for the end where can people follow you um you can follow me on facebook instagram and twitter at the hood hippie ms okay Mm-hmm. And you can follow me at Jackson Transplants, Jess and Transplants on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to follow me specifically, I'm not another Ashley, spell S-H-L-E-E on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, just in case I disappear from this podcast like I normally do. So uh, what is your A doing with Ferris Street? I have no idea, <laughs> Robin. All I know is that they own... Most of the property there, they have their own board. I know they were working to get more board members and getting them up to speed. So I don't know, because I hadn't really been tracking it or anything. I don't know if the pandemic plays a role in it. I just know last time I checked, they did own a lot of the property. So, you know, you would be going through them and probably working with the plan department as well to do any development there on that street. But my argument is that Jackson has many corridors, many other streets, many other neighborhoods. And while I appreciate any type of development that can happen, um, people deserve stuff in South and West Jackson too, not just downtown Fondren and Bellhaven. So yeah. Or North Jackson. You can't squeeze another thing into like, <laughs> but like Maywood Mart and those places. Uh, um, so yeah. So, you know, it is what it what is. What do you think about what do you think about the uh Metro Center? Um, you know I what? I feel like that's a, I feel like it's a I feel like it's a good opportunity. Like over the holidays, I saw they had like 
a marketplace going so people who had like you know small businesses could sit up in there and sell their stuff. Okay. And I'm like, that's a, I'm like, that's a good, you know, move in the right direction yeah. as far as that yeah. goes. So I, I feel mean, like that could be like the thing for Westjack, mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah. I am very hopeful about Metro. I just honestly don't know what's going on. Um, there are multiple owners of Metro. You know, they might own like a department store or a section of it. Um, I hope, you know, based on the current owner's history, I know that everybody is like, you know, she's doing what we thought she was going to do. Like, I really just don't know. I always thought it was probably too much mall, too much of a project for her. If she does not have a a background in doing those type of projects, you know, I just, I wanted to work. I do think that we have to be innovative of the solution because malls are kind of played out. We've seen malls mm-hmm. have been dying for like the last 15 years. So I don't ever think it should ever go back to a traditional mall. Um, but just something innovative and it's going to take multiple partners. It's going to take checks and balances and, you know, and money, of course, because in addition to that mall, that parking lot is trash. Like... <laughs> You will literally, you will literally go into a part uh, like a pothole and probably come up downtown Jackson. Like it's just, it was so bad last time. We were like, we can't even go around the whole mall. Like we just can't. <laughs> like so, that costs money. I got my driver's license on that parking lot. Really? Was it that yeah. bad back then? In in nineteen twenty two? Wow, in the twenties. <laughs> yes, it was that bad back then, but all you had to do was drive around the outside part of the uh, parking lot. That explains yeah. why y'all can't drive out here. It is. That's what it is. <laughs> well, okay, so let's get into even more mess. So I thought in my head, which is where you do your thinking, is that I've been in Jackson a very, very, very long time, right? And I don't know if I should tell my whole story of why I've always felt, I, I guess just a little synopsis. So like when I first came to Jackson, it was when I was in high school, it was a day to get out of school field trip, like accompanying some band members or whatever. So this was my first time like interacting with Jackson, Jackson State. A couple of months later, some of those people enrolled in Jackson State. And I just came up here for the drive. And I had an advisor who said, hey, you, if you want to start Jackson State, like right now, I will do your paperwork. And I went back home, threw stuff in a box, and came back the next day. That's how I started Jackson State. So Jackson State was never an option. I was going to go probably to Dillard because my dad was working there. I grew up on that campus. So, um, or yeah, so that was really going to be my option. But I was like, oh, I get an opportunity to be a little bit away from my family, but close enough, but far enough, because my concern about Dillard is, okay, I grew up on this campus. They're going to be watching me and snitching on me. So <laughs> that's how I started Jackson State. When sure. I got here, uh, you know, just the surrounding area of the campus, just kind of lacking the amenities, like be able to walk to. And because the campus was essentially vacated every week, and I was like, I got to get the hell out of here. I got to go. Cause I was like, this, this is, this is too much. So I tried to, like, I contacted Dillard to see if I could transfer. And at that particular time, which is pre-Katrina, they were like, if you transfer here, you're going to lose all those credits. So I was like, okay, so that does not make sense. So maybe I will just finish out here. Soon as I get out of here, I'm leaving. Like I'm getting off the stage. I have a U-Haul attached and I'm getting the hell out of here. That was the plan. As graduation approached, 
Um, my former employer was like, hey, you're an intern here. We'll give you a job here. Then I was applying for grad school. And then I eventually like got a tuition waiver. So I was like, okay, so it's easier to be here. Let me just get this second degree, get this work experience. Let me get the hell out of here as soon as I'm done. So, and really, I will tell you from the years of like 2008, which of course was the worst time to look for a job, up until a few years ago, I was trying to get out of Jackson. And I mean, I had a spreadsheet. I was applying to jobs, not only like here in the U.S., but also abroad. I was willing to transfer school. Even when I got in a PhD program, I was willing to transfer and possibly had to start from scratch just to get out of here. And part of that was just, I didn't have, I felt like amenities wise, what I needed. Like Jackson is basically a college town, but it doesn't really cater to college students. And if you were on the main campus, it's like, and you didn't have a car, like it was just hard to get stuff. You had to kind of hustle rides like Walmart and stuff like that. And then like when I wanted to do stuff like go shopping or stuff like that, or even like have fun, I used to literally like save my money and do things on like a quarterly basis. Like, okay, I need new clothes. I'm going to wait to spring break when I go somewhere. Oh, I need new clothes. I'm going to wait to summer. So even though I've been here since 2003, mentally, I have not operated like somebody who's been in Jackson because I just was not exploring Jackson that man in that manner. I know Jackson well. I know Southwest Jackson just because of my, my job. I worked in planning. I worked in public works. So I knew the city like that, but like for as things to make my life or my quality of life good, like I just did not know. And I maintain, you know, it's a debate on whether it's something to do or not. I, I think my definition of what I want from a city that Jackson just did not meet that, you know, but I'm like, okay, after a while, and I get to my dissertation stage, I'm like, okay, it's time for me to kind of let go because it's going to be easier to be here and go up the street to go see my chair versus trying to contact him from a different state. So I'm like, I need to just accept that I'm here. So in addition mm-hmm. to that, you know, of course I'm passionate about planning you know, I became more passionate probably from the outside when you work for a government agency. Everybody know government makes um, changes and in increments and they don't have the resources and the funding to be as creative as innovative as you want to be sometime. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was creating a pack to be able to do the things I wanted to see. And like I said, it's easier to be in school. So and that's kind of where the idea of Jackson Transplants came from, because there was a lot of people like me who did not just. We did not transition well, not saying I'm from like a big city um, like New York, but it is a different type of city. And then the experience I did have with locals was through my former job and it was not a good experience. So I was like, these people are nice, nasty, they're passive aggressive and I'm bored. So like, I just did not like it. So anyway, I'm trying to adjust and I'm like, I need to let go and just try. And through Jackson Transplants, I've learned a whole lot. And I was just thinking about it, like, you know, sometimes when people ask where I'm from, I'm like, where am I? You're asking where I'm from or where do I reside? I say that that's two different things. And I'm like, okay, it's starting to get ridiculous to give a story every time somebody asks me (laughs) where I'm from. And I feel like I've been here long enough. I need to have some type of pride or something, you know? So I was like, I need to come up with something to say, like, do I check the things necessary to me, I do because I've been here a long time. Like you can't tell somebody who's been here nearly 20 years, they not. <laughs> but 
you know, I'm like, well, what's the criteria we can give to Jackson transplants who are not as stubborn as me to see, you know, if they fit the criteria to be called a Jacksonian. So, of course, and, you know, me and you were talking about doing something. I was like, okay, so he'll be perfect to discuss this. Being that you are a Native and you're knowledgeable as well based on um, your, like, your work experience or your experience in general. So, yeah, so that's how we got here. And I'm hoping this will help other people um, not only adjust, but, like, participate into the community. And then, like, it might inform them of something they didn't know because there's a lot of people I thought I was bad but I still knew a lot about Jackson I'm still fairly comfortable with the entire city like I'm not scared to go to south of West Jackson I'm more scared of being in Bellhaven at this point mm-hmm. than anywhere else in Jackson so and if you don't believe me you can go to next door on that one so uh I'm gonna let you go first and part of the reason I'm gonna let you go first is because I need to find <laughs> my list and re- email it so i'm gonna let you go first on the first thing you need to check by the way uh you, you did post on your page as well and you shared it i saw and i'm like based on the people responding you will never ever meet the criteria <laughs> but um yeah. oh, oh wait i have to read a comment uh my sister-in-law says so true y'all can't drive they can't drive out here uh, Robin said you've been here long enough for you to like us. Um, so anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna let you go first. You you tell me, um, yeah, what's your first criteria for calling yourself a Jacksonian? Uh, I mean, I feel as though if you've been here a certain amount of time, you can become like an honorary Jacksonian, okay. especially. If you are doing things like you are learning the culture, you're investing back into the city in some way. It doesn't mean monetarily. It doesn't mean like, you know, but if you're doing something like what you're doing, planning, working in the planning department, like that's something where you really get involved in the city at a base level. It's something you became more passionate about the city through this. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's one way to become an honorary Jackson. Uh, Okay, you want me to go? Yeah, you go. What's okay. Um, I agree with you. I'm going to build on that. I think if you own a business and you own a house here, like you're paying taxes, that automatically your application need to be like at the top of the list or you're just a Jacksonian. You know, you can't be you can't be renting and telling people that they're not a Jacksonian if they're like investing in the business, <laughs> investing in the city and paying taxes, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, another thing I think, speaking of paying taxes, is the tag, because I know a lot of transplants who've been here as long as me, and they still don't have a Heinz County tag or wherever you live. You know, it might be the Jackson Metro, and I know it's expensive, but if you're not paying for your tag, you can't call yourself a Jacksonian. Hmm. I mean, okay, okay. <laughs> it's like you can't I'm sorry you're not gonna be able to save $500 you're gonna get this expensive tag and be pissed off like the rest of us and be wondering what you paying for because the streets are still messed up so that's just what it is yeah I mean that's definitely a major step if you switch <laughs> up your whole your car's identity you say oh and your driver's license too mm-hmm. if you get that driver's license you really trying to be a Jacksonian at that point 
Yeah. Uh, I think, go ahead. Like, I feel as though, like, you know, like you said, exploring other areas of Jackson besides just the downtown area, you know, the Fondren area, North Jackson. But going to see, like, the richness of culture that's there in, like, South Jackson, West Jackson. Um, what's that? What else? What else? A few different local sp- food spots you have to have hit up to become a Jacksonian. Okay, like, so stuff I- off the beaten path. I, I didn't agree with this, and that's mostly because I probably don't fit the criteria, but what are those spots that you have to go to to be a Jacksonian? I feel like it's just, you know, a few hood spots that you got to hit up to be like a true Jacksonian as What's far as like in spot? regards to knowing the food culture and stuff here. Like being more invested in the food culture here. What's the spots they have to go to? I, I would say Stamp Burger. You got to go to Stamp Burger at least once. Okay. You went to Jackson State, so I know you had to hit Stamp Burger at least once. I don't eat once. hamburgers. Next. Okay, so the next thing is going <laughs> <laughs> So the next thing is going to be... Uh, I'd say one of the numerous fish houses that we have here. Okay. Like, I, have- I feel like that's a major... Okay, I have been to the fish places on Offland Street by Jackson State and have gone in for approximately two seconds and came out like I've been frying fish all my life. So I feel like I checked that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I also... Maybe. Go ahead. I'm surprised you didn't say the one right <laughs> on Ferris Street. That's everybody's favorite. Big Apple Inn is like just a local staple to me. Yeah. Like It's like it's got so much history behind and it's like it's been there for so long so it's one of those places you gotta visit just because of the history and everything but it's like the stuff they serve isn't just for everyone's you know taste or whatever and right. things of that nature like but fries? do they have french fries no they have like the sandwiches so you got a variety of sandwiches you can choose from i know what you being a sandwich hater yeah. that automatically knocks you out the uh, running maybe i can pick up a drink but Maybe you can do what? Pick up a drink. <laughs> a drink like a Coke. Do they have drinks or just just sandwich? They got drinks. They okay. have drinks, little bags of chips. They got a few things up in there, but it's a real simple spot. So that's why, as you know, it's just so historic. Yeah. I think that if you go to if uh if a gas station's one of your favorite restaurants i think you're a jacksonian man yes the, the <laughs> gas station restaurant is like one of the holy grails of the local like if you're a real jackson foodie you have a couple favorite gas stations for you to go get things from yeah and all the gas stations have like different little restaurants sometimes you might go in there some mexican place Sometimes you go in, it's like a fried chicken spot, it's a barbecue place. You just never know what you'll find. So it's like, that's definitely one that if you're tapping into that, you can get a Jacksonian uh, Jacksonian pass for that. Okay. Well, I will say Jefferson's is my favorite barbecue place. And I just especially like that he understands to put my ribs, you know, put the sauce on the side and that I don't want sauce and stuff. I don't like my food touching either, in addition to like being a very picky eater. And he understands that. So I love, <laughs> I love Jefferson's <laughs> grill. Um, uh, 
Okay, you go. What's another one? Mm, <clears throat> I feel like, you know, being involved in the culture of Jackson, like going out to concerts, like going to certain places for concerts, like going to Thalumar Hall for a concert, because okay. everybody doesn't go to the Thalumar Co- Hall concerts. A lot of people go to the Coliseum concerts, but miss out on the Thalumar Hall. Mm-hmm. Or going to a show over at um, what's the what's the place over there in Fond? In Bellhaven, New Stage. No, nah, not New Stage. Over there in Fond, over there by Babalu. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been to a concert there. Um, yeah, and it's like they have very exclusive like concerts, yeah. and you would just not know about it, right? Um, right. You would tap into some kind of Jackson culture of. Right. Uh, culture directory like Jackson Free Press Dueling Hall. Thanks, Robin. Yeah. Dueling Hall, yeah. Yes. So I've been, the last concert I've been to there, I think was Tank and the Bangers. So, um, and that was super fun. So, um, yes. So that's a good point because I was going to say, you know, like not everybody's into entertainment, but I think if you have, I've been to the Alamo before too. Um, mm-hmm. a few times so I definitely think but what if everybody's not is that like is entertainment and culture applicable to most people you think I feel like yeah I feel like entertainment and culture is like one of the things that people seek out because like if it wasn't and the reason I say you a true Jacksonian if you know you're going to be a, you're a Jacksonian if you know about these things because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who live here their whole lives Mm-hmm. that never get to like experience like the rich culture of Jackson. Like yeah. with all this here that you can do. It's a lot of people that don't even know. So like right. if you know about it and you're involved and you're from somewhere else, that means you're more involved in Jackson than an actual native at that point. Right. right. Okay. So mine is if you not only attend the fair, but if you attend the fair and you get food poisoning or you get sick and then you go back next year and do the same thing, that should make you a jack, which I do every year. I mean, I just not only am I picky, but I have like food out. Like I'm not supposed to be messing with dairy. I'm not supposed to be messing with beef. Like it's just, I can't eat nothing. And I go there and eat questionable food on stuff, dirty tables. And I get sick every year. And I'm like, I'm never eating at the fair again. I go back and I'm excited to do it again. So I feel like if you do that to yourself, <laughs> That that automatic that that shit, you know that don't like that don't you're not like just a Jacksonian, but like that moves your your follow up. Like you get to yeah. go to the top of the pile. I think, you know. I don't know about that one. I don't Why know. Not? Why not? I don't know. It's a state fair. People come from all over the state and probably neighboring states to go to that fair and eat that terrible food. Not everybody, <laughs> but like ninety eight percent. But not everybody, but just most of it. <laughs> I mean, I feel you. The fair, the fair is a, a staple here, it but is. but I feel like that's just something to do. That's not necessarily a Jackson thing. It's just something that happens in Jackson. You don't be waiting on the fair, and maybe I'm more excited about the fair because it's literally it's always like during my birthday week. But you don't be excited to go to the fair. I actually haven't been to the fair in like the past two or three years. Oh, I mean, that's fine. I thought she was going to say, like, since you were a child, I was going to end the uh, the live podcast, if you would have said that. <laughs> okay. Do you have... I have no idea. I have no idea. 
I mean, why haven't? Are you have you been just too busy to go? It's like I'm not the I'm not the same level of excited for the fair anymore as I've you know gotten older. Even with me just I'm like, even with me having kids, it's like they don't be excited about the fair like that either. That's because of you. Maybe you might be right. I don't talk about the fair, but I mean, like all of the lights and the noise the last time we went, because we didn't go last year, but the year before, my daughter was able to get on like exactly like one ride. So I was like, man, wait till next year. You're going to be able to get on everything because you're going to be tall enough to get on all the kitty stuff. And then we didn't even go um, the following year. Like I said, for me, people can do what they want for uh, with their lives. But the, the the cleanliness of the fair was always questionable. So I definitely was not going during the pandemic. So I'm like, this this stuff was dirty pre-pandemic. So if you think I'm about to sit at these tables and get on these rides, like I'm not going to do it this year. So hopefully... By October, we have something together where we're able to go. Because we did go to like to Canton, to their little town center situation, to their stuff. But it was smaller. And mm. we did like a couple of rides. And we was like, okay, we got to get out of here. So it was a little different than like a fair fair. But yeah. So yeah, I've never been to the, the Canton Light Festival. I've never been. That was our first time going. And we just happened. We were like, we're going to ride around. We're not going to get out the car. And then when I saw it, I was like, okay, we can get out the car for a little while. But it was freezing too. So it was like 30 degrees out there. So mm-hmm. it was freezing for us, kind of. Um, okay, do you have another one? Mm, you do another one. Then I'm going to do okay. it. Do you know my stuff still has not... Uh, <laughs> I keep trying to email myself. <laughs> and it still has not like popped up. So... Okay, so, oh, a lot of people talked about this. If you have bust your tire, mm-hmm. if you bust your front end and your rim, I think that ought to make you a Jacksonian. The first time I did it, I was actually here for seven years before I finally like hit a pothole really, really good. And my I saw my little hubcap fly off. It was on State Street. And do you know, I just drove up and down Straight Street for like two hours. I went back the next day. I was like, I want my hubcap because mm-hmm. I had a Volkswagen at the time. I'm like, it's going to be very expensive to replace it. So I'm going to keep looking, which I never did find it and I had to replace it. But I feel like, you know, you think because you know the street so well that that pothole has been there for years that you can maneuver, but really when it rained, that mess you up because mm-hmm. you really can't see. If you just know, no, it'll mess you up. Of course, if you're going too fast, my husband has bust my tire way more time. It's really been him. Like I think I've only been responsible for one time, but like 2020, I had like three tire replacements and we're under a pandemic. Like where are we going? Just, Right. In the area of busting a tire, you know, so um, busting your tire and having to replace it because it's not cheap. I mean, yeah, these Jackson streets, they can be ruthless just in general. Like yeah. I used to have tire problems constantly, like not even from hitting potholes, but just like stuff being in the street. Um, a part of the road, like done shifted, like you said, during rain or something like that. You scrub the curb or something, and it, the car just slide off to the side. You just never know. Yeah. So like, that's definitely one. Hidden potholes, going to the tire repair shop. If you've been to yeah. the tire repair shop three to five times since yeah. you've lived in Jackson, you can get an honorary Jacksonian uh, pad. Yeah. Most I, 
Now explain this honorary thing to me because I saw like the conversation and they were like, basically you will never be a Jacksonian. So you can't ever assimilate. We just going to be strangers the whole time we're here. I mean, I feel like that's what, what the honorary is for some people. For me, I feel like if you lived here, like I said, a certain amount of time and you actually, you know, invested as far as like, not even saying you put money in, but just saying like you are all about Jackson culture to an extent. Like you love Jackson culture. You participate in Jackson culture. You're a Jacksonian off top to me. Okay. Because I feel like that's the thing that makes you, that's the thing that makes you love your city anyway, mm-hmm. is participating in the culture and things of that nature. So if you in love with that already, you are a Jacksonian. Now, honorary Jacksonian. You can have like just a few of these little experiences and that'll make you more of a Jacksonian than the next transplant, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So what's so the difference would... between like a Jacksonian and an honorary Jacksonian? Because let me tell you something, and I don't mean this in a shady way, but it probably will come off as shady. It's like people getting, you know, like I'm in school for my PhD and then you hear about people getting honorary PhDs. And it's like, it's cute, but I don't think people should address you as a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I think I understand like you have worked hard, but there are some people who work hard in their field and they go to school for it. So I'll be feeling like honoraries is it's like another award you can add, you know, on a mantelpiece or on your wall. But that is kind of like, you know, it's just that it's not, it doesn't really hold weight like it's supposed to. Um, sorry to all y'all uncles and aunts that got honorary degrees, but. This is a talk we have among classmates so <laughs> and graduates of these programs. So right. what's the difference between a Jacksonian and an honorary Jacksonian? Like, you know, like I feel like a, a true Jacksonian has put in more effort. You can become an honorary Jacksonian by doing things like busting your tire, okay. uh, going to like free lines and hamps on a consistent basis you know back when hamps was still hamps consistent basis huh you're asking for a lot a consistent basis yeah <laughs> that's getting, that's acclimating you to jackson culture if you go into the places with the truest of the truest jacksonians going on a regular basis you getting the best taste of what like jackson culture is like okay so i If that makes sense, like the real, the real culture of Jackson is going to come from the people that you see out and about, like, you know, on the streets, things of that nature. So I've been to freelance. Um, I went several times just because I didn't know where else, (laughs) where else Mm -hmm. to go. And we were having like meetings there, um, like in the office section. So it made sense to like go over and like have drinks and stuff. Now this Mm -hmm. camp's place, um, I don't know Hamps at all. I've heard I don't know of it. You don't know Where is it located? It's it's on Northside Drive. We're at on Northside Drive. It's on Northside Drive, like a little bit past Food Depot. So between Food Depot and I'm trying to think of another landmark, but it's like past Food Depot on Northside Drive, depending on which way you're coming from. Okay. So and it was like, a, and it was just like a local, like really like a early freelance. But I feel like it was open before freelance, or maybe around the same is, time. Is it still with us? Is it still with us? 
I mean, it's still a it's still a lounge or whatever, but it's not Hamps anymore. It's like a different name now. Well, you can't hold that against like what about these new people coming here? They don't know about that. That's probably why I don't know. Uh, early freelance, like why would I know that? If you just got here, if you just got here, then that can't be part of your criteria anyway. Okay. You have to, yeah. But you've been here for twenty something years, like you. Said. I didn't be here twenty something years. I didn't say all that. I said almost. Oh, um, you've been here I'm almost like, twenty years. I'm like, I'm like rolling up on like eighteen. In the summer, it'll be eighteen years. That's what I'm saying. You was here when Hamps was open. Well, well, I always talk about Jackson having several versions. There's like at least three Jacksons. There's Jacksons for Jackson natives. I feel like there's a Jackson for people who come here as college students. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a Jackson that is mostly white, even though this is a black city. And I say that because there are people who can live in neighborhoods, run in circles and never really encounter black people ever. (laughs) And I feel like I am, I am, I feel like, I ride the line of the people who are like the transplants and the college students in the white bubble. And the reason why I say that is sometimes I go to places and I'm like, this is a black city. Where are the black people at Cultivation Hall? Where are the black people? Like, so, you know, we often find ourselves in spaces and I'm like, I'm in a black city. Why don't I see any black people here? And that's probably another discussion for another day. But I yeah. said to say that <laughs> even if I knew Hamps existed, it's not likely I would have gone to Hamps. Like when I went to freelance, I was in grad school by the time I went. So I was here. Yes, I was here for five years before I even like knew. Like I went to um, Shimmel's and there was Shimmel's. I used to go to like the first. Yeah, I used to go like what was like the first something, first Friday or something like that. I went to the upper level one time and it only took one time. So I was like, this is not for me. So. That's what, that, would, that would be that would be an honorary Jacksonian pass okay. right there. Going, yeah, you know, and then, like, <laughs> at the time I had braids, and I'm like, how am I gonna get the smell out of my hair? <laughs> so you know, so it's like even when we list this criteria, like it's only gonna be specific. Like the some of the stuff I saw listed on your page, I'm like, that's gonna be only specific to people who are like from here and really familiar with Jackson like that. Like I say, even though. You know, I feel like I'm well-rounded and comfortable in different spots. The reality is I still stay in Belhaven that mm-hmm. if I want to get coffee or get food, it's going to be in Belhaven to find you. Or maybe North Jackson. I feel like, oh, do I feel like getting in the car? Like, that's really my, you know, my area. So, you know, that's why I said all these, like, even if I would have known about undergrad, like, I probably would not have been, like, along Mega Evers or Northside Drive, like, in that right. corridor ever, you know? So, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that make a lot of sense because I feel like a lot of people's true Jacksonian, you know, up uprising comes from, like, being attached to Jackson State. Mm-hmm. And it's like Jackson State is so interwoven into the culture of Jackson. Like growing up, I spent a lot of time at Jackson State, despite having no relatives going there, no parent working there, nothing. But it was just Jackson State was a part of everything I was doing. Like when I was in the band, we would go to Jackson State for concerts. When I was younger, I used to go to Jackson State for summer camp. So it's like I think that being associated with Jackson State 
in various ways makes you more of a Jacksonian in the eyes of people like being a Jackson State fan, mm-hmm. Jackson State supporter, things of that nature. And you know what? My husband said that when we were discussing it. And the reason why I didn't want to list it as a criteria is because, first of all, it's a lot of schools in this region. Not everybody go to Jackson State. It's probably a majority because it's really hard to find people, particularly if they're black. Most likely they went to Jackson State at some point. You might not have graduated, but you probably went there at some point. But the reason why is like how you say is a part of your upbringing. I feel like Jackson State is a part of community. Well, the community is a part of Jackson State, but Jackson State is not a part of community, if that makes sense. Because it took me a long time when I was an undergrad, especially when I stayed on campus, to learn Jackson until, of course, I moved off campus and got a job at well. It's like I didn't know these other parts of Jackson and these other things existed. And I feel like, you know, like, like Jackson State is not really like if you're a student, like you're probably ignorant to really what goes on to Jackson. Like they make people who are at Jackson State who like don't go downtown, like stuff like that. Never been like, that's really mm-hmm. weird, you know? So even though Jackson State is a part of so many people's lives, like I feel like it's not really reciprocated for us, the people who attend school there, you know, they, they're not really a part of it. And I feel like other, I don't know. I feel like other, it's easier for like a Millsaps and the Bell Haven to link up with the community because it's smaller than it would be like for Jackson State because it's a bigger institution. But yeah, so that's why I didn't want to put that one down, but I guess so. But, you know, I don't know. It, it depends. Especially well, if you a, didn't go there, you know? Yeah, that's a good per- That's a good alternative perspective. Because yeah. like I said, I didn't go to Jackson State for like college because I spent so much time there. Right. You know, growing up, I was like, well, I want to see something different. It don't make sense for me to just stay here right. in Jackson. And it's like, I've, be, I've been so involved in things going on in Jackson for so long. I want to see what else there is. Right, right. Is it your turn or is it my turn? I think it's your turn. I just did Jackson State. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. I have to keep putting my windows on to pull up my, my document. Uh... Or it feels, I feel like if that mentioned that if you get into an argument in the comment section, you are like officially a Jacksonian with somebody from the suburb saying, oh, why are you there? Why are they doing that? Uh, I'm so scared of Jackson. But I feel like if you've gotten in, I, I mean, let me tell you, when I was on maternity leave, I was in WAPT comment section fussing every day. I mean, I was just, I was like, I can't wait till y'all post something about the fuss with everybody. And that's part of the reason why I deleted my page, my first Facebook page, because I was in so many arguments. But I feel like if you are in an argument, like, I mean, if you are in a conversation, like, hey, you don't even live here. Why are you concerned about what we're doing? Then that should make you a Jacksonian, because you literally do not have to do that. Like, people will get in your profile. They'll try to contact your employer, too. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you really risk it all and fuss in the uh, comment section, I feel like that makes you. I agree. But you know what? We have to ensure that we don't hold that criteria just to commenting people who are commenting in the um, the comment section of newspapers and uh, you know 
news stations. It has to be for other platforms too that bad mm-hmm. as well. So you know, for me, people used to be like, you very mouthy and like, you know, transplanted, like you shouldn't be. But I'm like, there are some pages with tens of thousands of followers that y'all be letting slide on a daily basis. So I just want people to know that applies to everybody, not to people with smaller platforms <laughs> that are more easily accessible. You need to be getting on other people as well. Yeah. So, all right. What do you have? Hmm. Let's see. I think I have, I think if you get drunk through the St. Patty's parade, that should be sufficient. <laughs> and making you a Jacksonian, does that one count? I mean, I would say, I would say, yeah. But is it not for everybody? Are you about to say it's that? Not for everybody, because I'm like, it just recently had this big boom in popularity. Probably like since I started college, and that was like 2000 and 2009 when I started college. Because before that, like I didn't really hear people in my neighborhood or like older people around me or nothing talking about like being excited for the St. Patty's Day Parade. Mm-hmm. But I think that now as it has grown and become more all encompassing of the city, I can, mm-hmm. I say that could be one on the list. That could be Yeah. One. Yeah. What parade? Cause I know like the Christmas parade. Christmas parade and the Martin Luther King Jr. Parade. So is the Martin Luther King parade on the same level as at least the Christmas parade? I feel like the Martin Luther King <clears throat> Jr. parade is like it was more community based because they was marching down Martin Luther King, you know, Jr. Yeah. Drive. Okay. And that's like in the middle of Georgetown in Jackson. So it's like you coming up from Shady Oaks into Georgetown. So I feel like if you was attending that parade, like on a regular basis, you can definitely be a Jackson. Okay. Cause you get in contact with like all kinds of people there. Okay. Molly brought up a good point too. Cause we were talking about um, Jackson State being a bubble, but she was saying, you know, everybody, basically all the schools are in bubbles, which is just really weird. And I don't understand you know, like there's a class that's like university success. There really should be a way to integrate yourself into the community. And I just found mm-hmm. that there are a bunch of people like me. It's like, we don't really know what to do, but to just get into some stuff on campus because we just didn't know, particularly if you didn't have transportation anyway. Like I didn't have a car until like my junior year here. So, right. you know, and I don't think I started dating somebody till about that time who had a car too. So yeah. The only reason why I thought Millsats and Bellhaven students wasn't in as much of a bubble is because some of them live in the neighborhood. And then, you know, if you go to coffee shops in the area, you will see college students where, you know, at Jackson State, the coffee shop you went to was probably in the library. Like we just, you know, we had we had sufficient stuff, probably more right now than we did when I first started Jackson State on campus. But really, you know, like, you just had to be on campus, really. So um, it wasn't terrible, like I said, but the people who were local, like everybody went home on weekends and like left all of the uh, transplants there. But, you know, I had some fun. Um, I don't know how people were sneaking us liquor on campus, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. Um, 
<laughs> I mean, how? Nothing. We won't talk. Nothing. I don't see how it would be difficult. Well, that's true. I guess I'm like a rule follower. So I'm like, yeah, oh. Lord. I'm like, oh, well, they see us bringing this stuff up and get suspicious and stuff in our dorm room. But yeah, so we we did a, we got in a little trouble. Actually, I got in a lot of trouble. Um, we used to like to break into the guys' dorm room, uh, into their dorms and like just like throw water at them. And I remember one time the the, the guys thought they were gonna like retaliate against us. But they got caught, like, their whole dorm was, like, on, like, suspension. Not, like, actual suspension, but, like, they had, they could not, like, leave out during, like, and have visitation hours and stuff. But, yeah, I used to definitely be a part of stuff like that. Like, and I mean, like, leading the charge. And then when something happened, I'm nowhere to be found. Like, I remember one girl, she was dressing up to go out. She was just an innocent bystander. She was outside. She was looking pretty. And they, like wet her completely up messed up her hair and i'm like girl you see all of us in sweats and tims like this is for we're in combat gear okay you need to like <laughs> like you need to <laughs> yeah, you, you're, a special, you're a special case so i think you get your jacksonian badge because you like yeah you've been living this jacksonian life yeah i mean we had to make fun like i said because we didn't know like it really was just real life ignorance like we really did not know and like i said i don't really think you know professor were you like asking around and stuff or were y'all just see, that's like, the thing all of my friends and even today most of my friends are still not from here so when you start college and nobody's from jackson like the most people i had friends with who were from mississippi was natchez there was a big natchez group that started mm-hmm. when i started but see, that's still people who are not, they had a lot of people from the Delta. And like I said, as soon as the weekend came, them people were gone. So like right. we just did not know what to do or where to go. And just, I took that mindset with me as I kind of progressed and matriculated through like the other degrees. Um, Molly said, all the universities I work with had a role helping the kids do stuff in the cities, including the one in Skyland, but they still do very limited things and miss out on a lot going on. Just seems to be how it goes. Yeah, it is. And you know what? It probably should be something too, where we work better, like all of the universities work together too, to kind of fix the situation. I know transportation was the one thing, like getting, like having like some type of bus situation going to each of the universities and stuff like that. And along the ways, along a corridor where there, like, there are amenities that was supposed to be a thing i heard about twice before like in the last 15 years that would be helpful but yeah i mean other than that like i said if you're not from here and like i said you know i explained early on how i got here so i literally had no knowledge of jackson jackson state when i first started at all Mm -hmm. like i remember when i went home for the first time after i started somebody was like y'all are known for the band right ignorance i did not know about the boom until after I started Jackson State. The only thing I grew up... <laughs> nope, don't you say nothing about the boom, because you know I know how you like to get. The only thing I knew, all we knew was Southern and Grambling. Like, that's all we knew about growing up. We didn't know, like, you know, they had their, you know, battle bands, and they had their big annual grant, uh, game at the Superdome, but we didn't know about the boom. Um, yeah, but I don't have anything to say about the boom besides they hadn't changed much since I started. So, uh, <laughs> all right, come on, next. <laughs> well, do you have anything else? Okay, I think we let's just do a quick recap. Uh, so we said 
you gotta have tax, if you have home ownership, if you have a business here. Um, mm-hmm. Robin is speaking all caps, saying, "Don't say nothing about the boom." Uh, we talked about the fair. Right we talked on, about- Robin. Huh? <laughs> I said, "Right on, Robin." That's she was it. in the band too, as well. She that's was probably that's paying. That's she could probably still play. Get ready. That's all they that's probably it. played when she was there. I was in Provine. We played Get Ready. Really? So not yeah. only do Jackson State, but all the other like adjacent high schools play that? And y'all don't get tired? Yeah, because yeah. it's like Jackson State is so interwoven into the culture of Jackson. Yes, all the high schools play Get Ready. It's not as synonymous with all the high schools, but they all, all the high schools play it. Well, what else did we talk about? We talked about specific restaurants. Mm-hmm. Gas station food. Gas station cuisine. Inter cuisine. (laughs) Places you have to go to for entertainment purposes. Mm -hmm. Um, Are we missing anything? People who are watching, are we missing anything else for you to get your... Yeah, what do do y'all think you need to do to be a Jackson? Yeah, for we to get our residency. So based on what we have discussed, would you say it's sufficient that I can call myself... Can I have dual citizenship? I'll give you dual citizenship. But I could be like a real Jacksonian and not an honorary, right? Yeah, you're definitely not an honorary Jacksonian at this point. Okay. Based on your list, what were some of the things people brought up? Because I felt like, once again, it was stuff that was specific to people who... (laughs) Lived in Jackson, like native. Who grew up, yeah. Now, um, Jackson State was heavily represented on my uh, Facebook post. Yeah. Uh, food spots, stamps, Big Apple Inn, fish houses, uh, things of that nature. Okay. Uh, nightlife, free lines and hamps, okay. potholes. That's a that's a universal issue. You don't have to be from here to deal with the potholes. Yeah. Shopping at Marty's and KJ's. That is a true Jacksonian. Like that's a Jacksonian rite of passage. If you was in that, if you was living during a time when those shops was open. Well, see, they don't count for new people, though. But still, I'm saying that's just a, this the requirements that they laid out on the post. These are their requirements. <laughs> then, uh, them, who, if they can come to 2020, huh? what happened? What you said? I said cruising Northside Drive on Sunday nights. Why? 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 Yeah, why? These are the Jacksonians' requirements. You know, on Sunday night, Northside Drive turns into, like, you know, Party Central. Are are they still doing it, though? Like... I don't think they're doing it right now. See, I can't have these 1983 Jacksonians telling people what they need to do to become... Oh, I mean, yeah, they still do it, but they're not actively doing it right now. Like, they they just did it. Like, last year, I was on Northside Drive, and it was just, like, bumper-to-bumper traffic. And I'm like, what's going on? Nothing. And then I'm like, oh, it's Sunday. Okay. Now I will say when I first started Jackson State, they used to be at the stadium just parking. I'm like, what why are we here? Why are we here? But they used to do that. <laughs> What's the purpose? Why are we just sitting it's a free, here? It's a free, it's a free uh club essentially. Like you just yeah. park all your cars, people walk around. It seems like it's like variants of that in every city though. Like from big cities to small cities, people do that. Yeah, I feel like the museums should be a requirement, especially if you knew new, because, yeah. you know, these you some of these museums are new ish or they have had renovations and expansions that didn't exist when I mm-hmm. first got here. So I feel like you definitely and then 
for the museums we have, I feel like you got to go every year. You can't just like go one time. Like you got to keep, because it's an exchange, you know? Mm-hmm. You always learn something different about the city, yeah. the state, everything. So I definitely agree. And then I was thinking about that too earlier in regards to like the art museum too, because like they put a lot of like. That's why I said like stuff has changed since they originally, you know, when I first got here. Yep. Um, and then the last one that they had that they said on the, no, they had two more. They had, of course, they talked about using street labor, like people who be at like the gas station and they see something wrong with your car and they'd be like, if you let somebody fix your car at the gas station, they like you a jack something. Well, what I've had like a, is it called shade tree mechanic, a shady tree mechanic? I've had one before when I was a student. Mm-hmm. A, shade, a shade tree mechanic or somebody who likes to get like paid and like beer or whatever, like them kind of people working on your car. <laughs> yes. So y'all out here funding alcoholism. Really? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Molly, you are, you do qualify as a Jacksonian because um <laughs> I just saw your post. But you own a business here. So yeah, you you do qualify. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like business ownership to a to a degree, like home ownership, like you said, because you decided, hey, I'm from somewhere else and I'm gonna I'm gonna set up here to grow my business. So I feel like that makes you a full Jacksonian too, because you see the worth of Jacksonian before some people that are natives here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I feel like if you I know like that it could kind of be like a shit show they have, like when it's time to vote for mayor, city council, and governor. But I think if you're like actively engaged and even showing up to the debates, mm-hmm. that that makes you one too, as well. If you're watching the meetings online and stuff like that, I think that'll make you uh a sufficient um like I think you ought to get your Jacksonian award for yeah. that. I feel like, you know, Jackson gets like a bad rap as far as like political involvement goes, because like I've worked on campaigns and stuff like it's just like a poll worker in some cases doing phone lines and stuff. And it was like always a lot of people there. Yeah. Like they were just trying to be involved in some way. Like you had all age ranges, kids in high school. Are they involved because they want to be involved because they get paid and, and they get pizza? That was a long pause. <laughs> it's a mixture of both. Because people, like, I had some really good conversations with people. Like, I wouldn't expect to have those kind of political conversations with at those places. So, it's definitely a little bit of both on that on that note. So, I have you know. done it before too. I don't know if I if I should say why I did it. <laughs> like, I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice but to do it, but which is illegal, but you know, it was no specific candidate that did that, so that you know, so it wouldn't be their fault. But um, mm-hmm. yes, I have, and it was a fun experience, and like I said, pizza. <laughs> something else. We had like fish plates or something when I did. Oh, look at that. Fancy. Right. Did right. your did your candidate win? Fish plate? Did yeah. the fish plate win? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Who who was the candidate? Can you tell us? I uh I campaigned for both Lumumbas. Okay, we were probably around at the same time then. 
probably. Like I work and then like yeah, I uh campaign for senior and Antar. Okay. Um mm-hmm. I didn't do senior, but I did um Antar's the first time he ran. I did his both times he ran. Okay. So we yeah. probably was like in the vicinity or something. Most it was likely. like it was like you were probably like, hey, like she's not from here, so I'm not gonna talk to her. <laughs> I doubt it. I got shipped out to uh, stand outside, so I spent my day okay. standing outside with the little sign and stuff. Oh, I had to make calls, like on the flip phone. See, I made calls before <laughs> the actual day of the election for okay. both, for anti and the scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, the, the behind the scenes is fun. I'm so scared to like work on campaigns and endorse people because you think it's all good, and then some stuff come out, and they'll be like, hey, where are you campaigning and sharing their posts and then you have their sign in the yard so like publicly i usually tell people publicly i don't support um candidates and even if i donate it's like anonymous like hey i donated but i'm not putting my name on it just in case mm-hmm. uh you get arrested for uh, mismanagement of funds and other stuff and going right. to the casino or something like that <laughs> so <laughs> in the city vehicle or like having parties in City Hall. I'm not talking about anything specific. I'm just like making it up because I don't want any smoke. So yeah. <laughs> did yeah. we go through I did we go through the sufficient thing to be um now let me ask you another question. Like I mentioned before we started recording, I was like, for some reason, I was like my base is mostly white people. So do we want to say, like, y'all got to do this stuff, too? This is not exclusive to Black people. Like, you got to do some of this stuff, too, to be considered a Jacksonian. Do we have something specific for them? <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like you already kind of uh, touched on that when you said it was three different Jacksons. So yeah. it's like, like, okay, I'll give you an example. My first time going to Eastover was, like, a few weeks ago. Like, I just went to, like, Fine and Dandy for, like, the first time ever. I've never been to, like, Cultivation Food Hall. Never went to, I like... I used to be up there a lot at one point, so... See? I've never... I haven't I haven't been at all. And then it's, like, Fondren, I, I used to go there a lot. And, you know, I used to be involved in Fondren back in the day, but it's, like, the demographics of it have changed so much since I first started going. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it just doesn't feel the same. So I feel like... Going to like Fondren, hanging out, like you said, around the Millsaps, Bellhaven area. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the kind of stuff. Like, they hang out at Finney's. I like Finney's. I go to Finney's too. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that would be like part of the stuff is to help them be a Jacksonian and their Jackson. Okay. Yeah, you know, like what the is Jackson. That? You think, you think uh, it's like that? And I said, like, one day <clears> in abundance of time that I, was, I wanted to do a study on why there is a disconnect and that that it only just exists here even though jackson like from a demographic standpoint is more just black and white than anything but you know even when i went to new orleans i went to city park uh we went to like christmas in the oaks i think it's called like the year before last and it's like we went to cafe dumont after but like i was like why is there not many other black families not part of it i could understand it's probably because it's expensive to participate in that and if you have multiple kids, you'd be like, okay, am I going to take one of y'all <laughs> or is it worth it? <laughs> so, you know, but I, it's just so fascinating to me when there's such a large black population, but then in certain spaces, it's not many black people. So 
you know, because I am a transplant, I don't have the same level of perception um, other people who have who come up here or like the experiences they might have or like that's just not a part of town that we go to based on what my parents or grandparents said. Like, I don't know. So for me, like I I am OK with going to those spaces, but I always do notice that, oh, it's not that many of us here. <laughs> like, oh, Banner Hall was another place. I've been to Banner Hall a few times in the last couple of weeks, I went to the stationery store there. I love their um, fresh ink. And then I went mm-hmm. to Lemuria and I was like, where are the black people? Like, why are black people coming? Man, no. Uh, over there, like uh, by Bride Street Baking Company and stuff yeah. over there, I have never been in there. See? Never. Like, I have never even been over there before. See, we have to, like, attack this. That might be another episode, but it's like... And it's like, yeah, that's interesting, because I'm like, just sitting here listening to you name the stuff, I'm like, this is like, as involved in Jackson as I am, I'm involved in my Jackson, what my perception of Jackson is. So I guess that's just like how it is for everybody. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we technically kind of went over our time a little bit, so we're going to go ahead and start wrapping this up. Um, I started adding unpopular opinions, and that's just due to Lance Wheeler. I don't know if you're a Facebook friend with him or not, but mm-hmm. he always starts stuff on Fridays. So I want to ask you, what's the unpopular opinion that you have of Jackson? An unpopular opinion that I have of Jackson? Yeah. I feel like an unpopular opinion I have of Jackson is that Crime is not as bad here as people make it out to be. Like, because that seemed to be the popular thing for people to say. It is the popular. And I'm like, my opinion is that, like, Jackson is a fairly safe place for you to stay in. I, so I thought to myself, I don't know if I said it out loud. I was like, I don't know if crime is getting worse or because we have more downtime, more knowledge than anything that it feels like it's more crime, like we're paying attention more, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm like, I don't know what it is, but I will mention that I told talked about it in a group chat. I'm like, I'm starting to get tired of this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, you know, the minor stuff that you like, the break, the car break in, like if you like, so I know some people say like, if you experience a car break in, like that makes you a jack something. So like, you know, ruffling through your stuff, like, I was like, okay, that seems like a not really a Jackson thing, but urban thing. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like being in a city, like you just going to experience something. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, so it's starting to get like I'm starting to feel like I need to be home by the time the sun go down now. And I was like, I don't know if it's just that I just am paying attention to the news because I'm not a big on news because I feel like mm-hmm. ultimately. It is kind of negative, but um, I feel like I've been paying attention to it a little more. So I'm like, I don't know if it's really that. Cr- and then, like, the, the thing is, if we already had a problem, if we already had a problem with poverty, with drugs, with basic needs in general, the pandemic, is, of course, is going to make it worse because mm-hmm. people are losing jobs and opportunities and stuff. So, like I said, I've had conversations with friends. I'm not an expert. You know, I can just go off my experience in my education. And I feel like it's a situation where, you know, people like to think it don't affect them directly, but it affects everybody because if they, you know, break in over here, they're going to start breaking out over there eventually if they're robbing people. So it's like you can't be 
hands off and say, well, this doesn't affect me or this doesn't affect my race or my neighborhood. So I can't participate. So I do think it's going to take uh, kind of like a community reaction to it. And mm-hmm. that if people feel like police is important, you know, providing mental health services is going to be equally important. Providing training, providing jobs, opportunities is going to be even more important than just that aspect, you know? So, and I feel like, you know, it needs to be that type of connection throughout different neighborhoods or precincts or wards or however you want to split it up. But I don't think it's just like, get more police. Pay police better. Yeah, police salaries are trash. Training is probably trash. <laughs> you know, but like, we need to have a reaction that's just more than that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, I feel as though... I think that, like, it's really, like, a disparity in, like, the reporting of crime in Jackson versus, like, the reporting of crime that happens in the surrounding areas of Jackson. You know, it's like, when you watch the news, a lot of stuff you hear about Jackson, like, if it's just news stuff, it's going to be a lot of murders or maybe it'll be, like, robbery, stuff like that. But it's so much positive stuff that happens in Jackson that I rarely ever see on the news, which is why I don't watch the news. Well, but look, look, we can, you know, I remember somebody saying if it bleeds, at least I think that was Candace. I think she said that. Um, And you can see in the comment section if it's reporting on crime, it's hundreds and hundreds of comments. But when it Mm -hmm. is something positive, it's not as many comments. If there are a lot of comments, it's why would you locate in Jackson? I wouldn't go to mm-hmm. Jackson. You know, mm-hmm. so you, you know, like I said, we have to hold other people accountable. And that's probably our news stations and newspapers, too, as well. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I think that's probably why you're going to get that first thing is like all the crime. I'm like, to me, that does something to you, like from a mm-hmm. mental standpoint that's why i checked out a long time ago that's why news don't piss me off as much you know of course everything everything trump did like at one time pissed people off and i'm like well i'm like i checked out news like several years ago so i was like if it's important somebody's gonna send me an article or it's gonna keep coming up on facebook but i was like i don't need to stay posted up watching every time the news come on or constantly logging in i was like if i need to know it i'm probably gonna know it from somebody but that's why like from a mental standpoint i just could not go on like think about what kind of day you're gonna have if you wake up and you catch the six o'clock news and then you see that starting out like the worst of the worst things like how what kind of day could you have so for me you know people can do what they want like i am literally in school for public policy like I'm supposed to stay informed and I'm telling you, even I don't even watch the news like that because I'm like, Mm -hmm. it's just not healthy for you. So yeah. Um, I would say my unpopular opinion is dedicated to the people on your thread (laughs) who they, they can dictate when and when we don't become Jacksonian, which, you know, this is just a fun thing to discuss. Ultimately, I think if you've been here for a long time, you have invested in some capacity. So you automatically become so I don't think it's honorary. I think we are just, you know, Jack, I, like I said, I'm going to maintain my dual citizenship because I feel strongly about the place I'm from and I love it. And uh, so, yeah, so that's my unpopular opinion is it don't matter what y'all think. Uh, we're probably going to be Jacksonians, especially if you've been here like four years or more. You went to college and decided to stay. Now, the people, mm-hmm. who, you know, if you leave after two years, maybe not so much, you know, but um, those people, I feel like. Um, 
or yeah well i don't know two years is not really nothing <laughs> so uh some of those little base level experiences that can yeah. make you a Jasonian in that two years so you get the honorary you know you might get to move around you know a little bit more fluidly than somebody else but you don't okay. get the full Jasonian right well based on your definition that makes me honorary uh baton rougean then probably so okay um, <laughs> you write about a lot. Um, you write about a lot of stuff and have had a lot of experiences here. It's a pandemic, so it's hard. It becomes hard to recommend things. But are there things you can recommend for transplants and Jacksonians? What do they um, need to be doing? Where they need to be eating? Where can they hang out with their mask on? <laughs> man, uh. Where they should be eating, I feel like Shiro Ethiopian Cafe is really good. And I feel like more people should be checking that out because it's like we don't have many authentic Ethiopian restaurants in the city. That's the only one, as a matter of fact. That's the only one. Yeah. So, like, I love Ethiopian food. for So, for me, it was like a godsend for them to come. And I definitely think people should check that out more. Mm-hmm. Um, somewhere you can go and just kind of hang out and chill, like, with your mask on and everything. One block east, because it's like it's nice and spacious up in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lot of people coming in generally, so it's like you have a no space between you and anybody up in there. Mm-hmm. Um, they have they follow COVID guidelines and everything of that nature. Can you so take your drinks to go? Can you take your drinks to go from there? Yeah, it's in the downtown area. Okay. okay. Yeah. I can. Pass so you can definitely yeah you can definitely do that. <laughs> um, but I feel like I think that's the the main two for me right now. Uh, definitely check out more Shiro. If you want somewhere to just kind of unwind, have a drink after work, meet up with some friends or something one day, One Block East is the place to go. Okay. I think for me is I'm going to recommend Concrete Roses by Angie, you know, the hometown author. Um, Mm -hmm. Is it Concrete Roses or Concrete Rose? Either way, um, I got that book the day it came out. It was really good. I didn't think I would be interested in the book from a male perspective, but I was surprised. It was a really good book. I saw tons of copy at um, Lemuria. So you can pick up a copy there, of course. You know, our preference is always that you try to shop local before you hop online. I know it's more expensive sometimes, but even for me, sometimes I just want something. So I ain't even willing to wait via Amazon. I'm like, I just call them first and see if they have it. Um, So I would say that... um, of course, we're tuning into Bell Collective. Okay, what's y'all hours? What are y'all, Tuesday through Saturday? It's uh, Monday through Saturday from 11 to 6. Oh, y'all open on Mondays now? Yeah, we just started opening on Monday. Okay. Like, maybe like a couple months ago. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. And I also want to give a shout out to Small World Studios because they will likely have to edit this. So thanks, Dad. Uh, (laughs) And responsible for the music for the podcast. So, all right. I will see you guys probably next month. So yeah, peace out. Peace.